I can just imagine him in a meeting. You know, yes, this is the contract I've been waiting for. Thank you very much, Steve. Thank you very much, Jerry. And he signs his name, and then he stands up and he says, I'm going to go ahead and have the surgery now. You can't turn the football over 17 times and think you're going to win a game. Can't do it. Won't do it. When it came to the big payday, Dak, you got your money. I mess up his name. I can't even get this. That's a kitty. That's a kitty? That's a kitty. But at the same time, oh, we're going to shackle them in? We're going to take over? <laughs> you are not Diana Prince. This is not Themyscira. I saw it coming. That's why I went solo. You'll never see me coming. Mr. 3000? Not yet. Welcome to every living and breathing intelligent biped on the planet we call Earth. To this sick show. It's your boy, the man, the myth, the hashtag legend. In my own mind, big days, talking not only sports but news of all kinds. Also, want to welcome to those checking us out on this sick podcast on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Stitcher, Overcast, Blocking, Gaston, Radio Public. I also want to give a shout out to all my sick listeners. Over in the home of Connor McGregor, Ireland, Hong Kong, Morocco, Portugal, Canada, Mexico, Pakistan, Thailand, Germany. Don't shame. And we've picked up Peru. What's up? And a shout out goes to these United States of America. Well, Mr. Miguel Cabrera was all set to come to the plate and the fans all rose to their feet it was standing room only and they roared like a roaring lion because they were sure that they were going to witness Mr. Miguel Cabrera become Mr. 3000 and instead they saw his 236th career intentional walk which was strategically done by manager Aaron Boone the manager of the New York Yankees hmm 
let's just say this did not go well in Detroit. The crowd who were absolutely looking forward to seeing a milestone that afternoon responded with the loudest boos ever heard at Tiger Stadium since Comerica Park opened in 2000. And they shouted and they booed. The New York Yankees. Cabrera, though, insisted multiple times that he had no problem with Aaron Boone's move to intentionally walk him and not let him get the 3,000 hit. He said, that's a beautiful game of baseball. That's what uh, uh, Mr. Cabrera said. He said that he knew the Tiger fans were excited and they were waiting and they would have to wait at least another day for him to hit 3,000 and become just the 32nd player in Major League Baseball history to hit 3,000. He said that it was more important for them to win the game than it was to get that 3,000 hit. Alex Cabrera. I'm sorry. Miguel Cabrera. Why did I say Alex Cabrera? Miguel Cabrera. Let me me just say this. I should have prefaced this whole thing by saying I am not the man or the connoisseur of baseball. That's why we have Mr. Willie Epting Jr., with the hashtag Brothers of Baseball, which comes on after my show on the 12s and 6s on the BGC Sports Network and the 1s and 7s on the BGC Sports Network, too. They are the ones who should be talking about this and going in depth with it. But I thought that it was interesting and that's why I'm talking about it right here on this sick show it reminded me of the movie Mr. 3000 that the one rest in peace Bernie Mac started which I think is one of the best sports movies ever created I'm not going to say one of the greatest one of the best because there's been some horrible ones but one of the best movies and in the movie if you haven't seen it I hate to be a spoiler spoiler warning but Bernie Mac was going for 3,000 hits and he didn't make it and it was the last game of his career in the movie He became Mr. 2,999. Let me tell you something. This is not going to happen to one Miguel Cabrera. I got to get his name right. Cabrera. Let me say it again. Cabrera. There we go. Cabrera. Roll the R's there. This is not going to happen. The season is young. 
and he's going to play this whole season. And probably about the time that you hear this, and I said it, he's probably hitting 3,000 right now. But I thought that was just a sucky move by Aaron Boone. Let me tell you something. I didn't like Aaron Boone when he was a player for the New York Yankees, and I sure don't like him as a manager. Nothing personal. I just don't like him. I, I've never been a Yankees fan. I, I'm just going to tell you just like that. Even when Reggie Jackson played for him, I did not like the New York Yankees. When Yogi Berra played and Babe Ruth, I wasn't even born back then, but I came out of the womb not liking the New York Yankees because I was mostly an Atlanta Braves fan growing up or Cincinnati Reds or Texas Rangers in the American League or Oakland A's. Athletics for those who don't know what that means. You know, the, the name A's, the moniker, the A's, in which they might be becoming the Las Vegas A's. Oh my gosh. It would be A's all over the place. They already got the Las Vegas Aces, which is the, the, the uh, WNBA. So they could just be the Las Vegas A's. I, I see it. I see it coming. I see it coming. They're, they're, they're definitely not going to San Francisco because the Giants ain't having it. The city of San Francisco ain't going for it. So now that we got the Las Vegas Raiders, it's it's brain no brainer. The Las Vegas A's are coming because the city of Oakland didn't take care of the A's. I'm sorry. The city of Oakland looks like a, should I say it? Could I say it? Would I say it? I sure would. Some parts of Oakland looks like Beirut. The same with Cleveland. I'm not leaving Cleveland out of this. My sister lives in Cleveland. Well, she don't live in Cleveland per se. She lives like like right on the outskirts of Cleveland. You know, like Berea and places like that or, or, or uh, Berea Heights or whatever it's called. She lives out that way, not really in the city limits of Cleveland. But we used to live there. I lived there. I lived off Strathmore. Next to uh, East Cleveland I think it was East Cleveland High School uh, I know where it is I know where Orinoco is So I can talk about Cleveland all day Hey, when I lived in San Mateo I used to do business in Oakland I used to go over to Alameda I used to take the BART Under the bay And come up in Oakland so I can talk a little bit about Oakland too. And even back then, that was the 1990s, I was in Oakland. There were parts of Oakland that sucked. And the city of Oakland seemed like they didn't want to get better. That's why people were passing through Oakland going to Hayward. Or coming from the San Mateo, across the San Mateo Bridge, into Hayward, into Oakland. Where am I going with this? I have no clue. <laughs> All I 
know is Miguel Cabrera. He's going to be Mr. 3000. He might be what they say, number 32 on the list, but he's going to be Mr. 3000. He'll be Mr. 32nd 3000. But to, to rob somebody of that, when you're at your home stadium, the crowd is roaring and going wild. They know what's up. Here's the possibility to witness one of your favorite players of all time. Hit number 3,000 and then Aaron Bunch of Bub Boom takes you away from it or takes it away from you. Out of booting too. Out of booting too. I would boo him for the rest of the year. And anybody, if he comes back there once again, I know he's got to come back here again. Boo his butt. Yankees and the whole Yankee organization. Boo, 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 full of boo, boo, boo. Miguel Cabrera is going to be the next Mr. 3000 without a shadow of a doubt. And there's no way to stop it. He's going to get a hit, or are all the teams going to walk him the rest of the year? Ooh, that would be horrible. I hate playing devil's advocate. That would be horrible. Y'all better not do that to Miguel, because Miguel don't deserve y'all doing that to him. Y'all, if if every team walks him for the rest of the year, number one, he'll be the number one most intentional walk person in the history of Major League Baseball and it's all because y'all didn't want him to become Mr. 3000 he just gonna have to just reach out there and take his last hit put the fool out the ball throw him off don't you let them do that to you Miguel become Mr. 3000 alright we got to talk about this new move from Jackson State University assistant coach. He's got a new defensive move, and you won't believe what it's named. So make sure you come back for segment two right here on This Sick Show. Stay tuned for more This Sick Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. As the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored draft talk returns 
with a twist. As we broadcast live from TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington, Texas, on the BGC Sports Network and the Sideline Sports Grill in Ardmore, Oklahoma, on the BGC Sports Network, too. That's this Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. Join us as we investigate, debate, speculate, and agree to disagree about who's going where in the 2022 NFL Draft. Plus, you'll enjoy delicious food and an awesome atmosphere from both places. Oh, it's going to be off the chain. It's the overhype, not official and slightly censored draft talk live from TJ's Catfish and Wings in Arlington, Texas on the BGC Sports Network and the Sideline Sports Grill in Ardmore, Oklahoma on the BGC Sports Network 2. That's this Thursday, April 28th at 7 p.m. So dot it, blot it, tab it, or tag it. Either way, we'll see you there on Draft Day. We will definitely see you there. I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's been a while since we've been able to do this. We did it last year. We had a great time last year. It has been a whole year. We are ready for the overhyped, unofficial, and slightly censored <laughs> draft talk. All right. I was uh, looking for what to talk about in. I'm looking online and I saw this um, story was concerning. It was on Fox News and, and it was concerning Jackson State and Jackson State's uh, linebackers coach. Jackson State defenders seem to be slap happy and the article said it's by design and seeking new and creative ways to get the quarterback their assistant coach Andre Hart <laughs> took a page from Hollywood and he began teaching <laughs> the Will Smith technique you should have known it was coming Coach Hart, who coaches the linebackers for the Jackson State Tigers under the head coach, Mr. Dion Primetime Sanders, wants his players to pattern a new pass rush that uh, emulates the slap at the Academy Wars. Now, it's funny because you have to see the video. I pulled the audio off. The video is provided by Well Off Media. And I pulled this audio off. And I want you all to really, really take a listen to this. I couldn't believe it was happening for real. But he's really teaching them this. Now, we're going to bob right again. We got to start with the left. We got new technique. We got to give him the Will Smith. What's the Will Smith? Smack, right? Technique Will Smith. He hit him with the palm of his hand, not the finger. He hit him with that palm right there. So we're going to give him that ball. Here, they're going to Will Smith this right there. And we're going to come around with the rip. We got it? You got me? So give me that. 
Give me a shady chest with a Will Smith and a rip. Got we gonna make a sack. You got me? Will Smith him. Will Smith him. There you go. Don't talk about my football team, Tiger. Keep the Tigers out your mouth. Ready? Say. There you go. Will Smith him. Will Smith him. Hit him with the heel of your palm. The heel of your palm. Will Smith him. <laughs> Will Smith him. Hit him with the palm of your hand. I'm dead. I'm done. Uh, I mean, <laughs> wow. Will Smith is bleep. <laughs> this is what's being taught to these kids. This is not a joke. This is what's being taught <laughs> to the kid. I mean, the coaches literally say, give him that bomb. Then, Will Smith his bleep and come around with a rip right there. <laughs> Knock the tackling dummy down to the turf. Okay. Huh? If 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 this works, um, <laughs> if this works, and he's able to his his defense is able to get sacks out of this, you're the coach of the year. You're the coach of the year. I mean, I <laughs> I wouldn't have thought of that. I it's it's it's. Seems like it's a simple thing, but I would not have thought of that. <laughs> Hit him with the palm of your hand. Not not with your fingers. Not with the flat part of your hand. Hit him with the palm of your hand. And Will Smith is <laughs> bleep. <laughs> um can we can't we can't stop talking about Will Smith I think I said on my last show I wasn't gonna talk about the Will Smith situation and he hit the slap or whatever you want to call it again and yet here we are talking about it again there's been a whole lot of videos memes and TikTok videos there's one where Bugs Bunny is, and I think this came from the Barber of Seville cartoon with Bugs Bunny being a barber and he's doing Elmer Fudd's head. And he's waxing it, he's putting hair tonic on it, and he's rubbing his paws in Elmer Fudd's head. Well, you know what somebody did? They had to put Jada's picture up there. And let Bugs Bunny put the tonic and everything on her head and Bugs climbs on top of her head and he rubs his paws and everything to stimulate hair growth, I guess, in her 
shaved head. I, <laughs> I'm trying not. I'm 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 really trying to be serious. But Will Smith is bleep. surprised he didn't say slap him like a <laughs> y'all better be glad we on a Christian owned station cause if I can say what I wanted to say but I'm not gonna say it not because we're on a Christian owned station it's because I am a Christian and I hope I would never have to Will Smith somebody's <laughs> now I've been known to 1-800 choker dude <laughs> but I haven't as I can recall ever had to Will Smith somebody so <laughs> this coach has got to get the coach of the year if you think he needs to be the coach of the year with this new defensive move and if this move works hit me up at this sick host on Twitter and at this sick show and or it doesn't matter which one I want to know what you think about this new defensive move Will Smith and Nae <laughs> it's too much it's just too much there <laughs> What did Natalie and Corey say a couple of weeks ago? <laughs> Ali versus P- Pookie. <laughs> Some of y'all don't know that reference. Let me let me catch you up just a little bit. Will Smith played Muhammad Ali, and he, he kind of looked like him. He buffed up and everything, put on some weight. He kind of looked like Muhammad Ali in the movie. The role of Pookie was played by. Chris Rock in one of the most I think prolific movies of the 90s which was New Jack City and that's where Wesley Snipes really became a star from uh, being new uh, uh, what was it Nino Brown in New Jack City and Pookie was a drug head. He, he was strung out on crack. And, you know, Pookie was, was silly, doing stuff. Chris Rock, he was doing his thing, man, you know. Uh, I think Chris Rock had came fresh off of I'm Gonna Get You Sucker, where he was the young man talking about uh, 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 he wanted one rib with no sauce. <laughs> He said, how much was it for one year? And 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 anyway, you gotta see those movies. I'ma get you sucker. And oh sorry, I said that wrong. 
I'm gonna get you, sucker. Okay, you gotta say it like that. And New Jack City, where Chris Rock was Pookie. Anyway, Natalie and Corey referred to them as Ali versus Pookie, and 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 Chris Rock even said, "I got punched by Ali." Wow. Now we have a defensive move called a, a move called the Will Smith. I, I, I just, mm, I'm, re- I'm really trying to say the right things here. I don't know. I, I've gotten into a place in this segment where I don't know how to get out of because I'm trying to be nice. Oh. I wonder if the referees are going to call that. See, because now, now you're going to have the referees looking out for the slap. If there are any referees out there that referee um, football, any officials, hit me up at this sick show at this sick house on Twitter. And let me know, is that a legal move what he's doing? Because it's not a punch. It's an extension of the arm coming around, hitting the player, not in the head, but hitting them, say, in their shoulder, and then pushing them down to try to get to the quarterback. I mean, that it seems like that would be okay. But here's the other thing you got to look at, too. Coach Hart. Whoever put this out there on YouTube, I would tell him to drop it, give me 50, because now, guess what? Every team out there is probably going to do the Will Smith move if this move proves to be a devastating (laughs) move against the offensive line to get to the quarterback. If that move works and Jackson State becomes number one in their conference and maybe goes on to a bowl all because of that one defensive move and if that move is not outlawed by the NCAA then you know what? You deserve, Coach Hart, to be the coach of the year. Hands down. Just for the creative process. You created something. You took something that you saw, recreated, but made it in a way that the players could utilize it without getting penalized and be able to get to the quarterback in order to sack the quarterback. It's it's a heck of a move. If you watch the video, go watch the movie. Go watch the video, not the movie, the video on YouTube. Type in Coach Hart, Will Smith, slap. Or Jackson State University, Will Smith, slap. And you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. But like I said, if this move works, hey, could the pros use this move now? I would love to see 
I mean, <laughs> Micah Parsons is already a beast. What if Micah Parsons uses the Will Smith technique and he ends up having like 50 sacks in the season? Just blowing Michael Strahan's sack record away. This is just ridiculous. Oh, you say it won't happen? You saying my Cowboys can't make it happen? You you, you saying Michael Parsons can't make it happen? Oh, I hear you. I hear you, Raiders fans. But what if he does? It will be the greatest move to sack a quarterback in NFL history. I'm just saying. All right. We're up against the clock, but we need to we need to go to a commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to get a little more serious. We're going to talk about one Dwayne Haskins in that situation. If you're not aware of what happened and his death on the freeway, we're going to talk about it when we come back right here on This Six Show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with more This Six Show with Big Day along the BGC Sports Network. back to part Trey of this sick show. Hey, are you needing a quick, fast, safe, and reliable moving company? Well, search no more because Midnight Hour Moving has you covered. At Midnight Hour Moving, their goal is to provide hassle-free moves from start to finish. Midnight Hour Moving can also provide packing supplies, safe and secure warehouse storage, plus... They can move you anywhere in the great state of Texas, both to and from DFW. Call Midnight Hour Moving today at 817-399-1300. That's 817-399-1300. Or go to MidnightHourMoving.com and get moving. All right. Time to take a more serious tone. Um, I had not been able to talk about this since I've been out the last couple of weeks. But some of you may already know, and if you don't know, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Dwayne Haskins um, was struck tragically on a uh, highway and he was killed. And the particulars of it, at first, we didn't get the full story, but now we've gotten the full story. Um, Dwayne Haskins was stranded on a Florida highway, and I guess it, it, he ran out of gas. He was going to get gas. Uh, and he was struck after coming back from getting the gas by a dump truck and he was killed by the dump dump truck and um, according to the 911 call his wife placed uh, the morning of his death and in that audio um, it reveals 
her concern about her husband being on the side of the highway. And uh, her name was uh, uh, Calabria. I'm hope I'm saying that right. Calabria Haskins. She said that she was very concerned uh, when he hadn't returned any of her calls for several minutes after initially telling her he was going to get gas for his car. And his car was stranded on uh, Interstate 595 West. And that's just outside of Fort Lauderdale, uh, outside of the Fort Lauderdale Hollywood International Airport. She said, quote, my husband, he was stuck on the side of the highway and he had to go walk and get gas. And then he said he was returning to the car on the highway. Uh, this is what she told dispatch and then she said quote we were on the phone and he said he was going to call me back after he finished putting gas in and I kept calling and kept calling and he wasn't answering and eventually after 10 minutes of calling uh, his phone eventually it cut off it's not working now I had his location and she said I just want somebody to go in the area and see if his car is there and if he's okay and if anything happened to him uh, it's not like him not to call me back. And that was uh, Calabria Haskins' uh, phone call to the 911 dispatch. And dispatch had to explain to her that there was a reported incident in the area uh, and that rescue was on the scene. And uh, uh, the wife asked for a description and um, they gave her a description of what happened. They said a truck crossed the lanes or was on the, uh, uh, attempting to cross the lane westbound. Um, sorry, Haskins was attempting to cross the westbound lanes of Interstate 595 on foot when he was hit by a dump truck around 6.37 a.m. on uh, that Saturday. And according to Florida Highway Patrol, he was pronounced dead at the scene. And uh, a second call came in from a distressed woman appears to detail a witness account of the moment Haskins was struck. She called 911 and she was screaming and she said, oh my God. She said, what is, you know, expletive is wrong with you. Uh, she said something about get off, you know, expletive off the road. And the woman could be heard shouting on the 911 call. And um, it's it's heartbreaking to hear this. Um, and and here's the thing: I am very, very, very aware of my surroundings at all times. I've been in a situation where, right here in Arlington, Texas, I ran out of gas. Actually, the, the car broke down. I didn't run out of gas. The car broke down, but I was able to push it into a gas station and I was able to get it parked out of the way in one of the parking spaces so nobody would bother it. I was about two miles away from my apartment. This was years ago. I mean, this was back when I was in my late 20s. Maybe I was 28 years old. Uh, maybe 29, something like that. But I had to walk basically two miles up 360. I didn't know where I was because we were new 
back then to uh, Texas, new to the city of Arlington. Um, we've been here now in the Arlington, Grand Prairie, DFW area, 26 years, 27 years. But I had no clue. All I knew, it was a straight line to my house. I wasn't going to veer off. I wasn't going to take no back roads. I stayed on the freeway and I walked home. During that time, I kept walking and looking back. People were driving fast. They were floating up 360. Speed limit at that time was 60 miles an hour. These jokers were doing 80. There was one car that ran a little bit off the road. And my wife don't know this. I never told her this, but she's going to know it now because I'm revealing this to you. There's one car full of some young dudes ran partially off the road. And I ran over, I got off the, the, the side of the road and I actually jumped over the rail. Not the railing. I didn't jump over the railing. I'm sorry. I wasn't near railing. I jumped over the ditch on the hillside so that they wouldn't hit me and they were screaming you know get off the expletives road you you know dark or I hate to say black black you know such and such and such and such and such. you can imagine what they called me and after they passed by I thought to myself yeah, this is a dangerous situation. And it was nighttime. I, for, I forgot to tell you about that. It was nighttime. It wasn't in the daytime. So I walked a little more. And after I got about a mile up the road, there was a hammer that was on the side of the road. It was just sitting on the side of the road. I thank God for whoever dropped the hammer or threw the hammer or if it dropped off one of the, the, the trucks that, you know, people have and they're working on stuff, whatever. I picked that hammer up and I walked with that hammer until I got home. I still got that hammer to this very day that has a blue handle on it. It was a nice hammer and it's it's not broken. I still got that hammer. But my thing is this. When you're on the side of the freeway at any moment your life could be taken. That's when you really, really, really got to make the best decisions possible. I'm not saying he made a bad decision. I'm not putting it on him. He probably made the decision he thought was right. But even like here in Texas, we have roadside assistance. If you run out of gas or you have a flat tire, it's on the back of our licenses. You can call and have somebody come out. I know that Dwayne has is being a professional. He has a service that he could call, whether it was Liberty Mutual or any of these, uh, 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 um, what you call it, insurance policies that has roadside assistance on it. And I'm just wondering why he didn't call roadside assistance. I know I, it. Listen, I don't know Dwayne Haskins. It breaks my heart that this happened, but it just really makes me wonder why 
he was out there. And he, he risked his life to put gas in his car. It's sad for the wife. It's sad for the mom and the dad. Speaking of which, the mom and dad uh, are not going to be at the funeral that is being prepared for him in Pittsburgh. They're going to have a small ceremony uh, or going away celebration when Dwayne Haskins gets back to the city that he's from. They're not doing this despite the wife. But they said that they had never met the wife and they didn't want the first time they met his wife to be under these circumstances. So I, I don't blame them for that and I don't want any else to blame them for that. But can I say this? We all need to be ready. We don't know when our numbers want to be called. And I know people out there be like, well, I don't understand why and why and why God allows and why and we want to blame God for everything. I Listen, listen. If anybody has lost somebody, one of their first thoughts is, why would God allow this to happen to that particular person? I myself have asked that question, but I don't question God in that manner. Uh, because I understand this about God God is sovereign Our finite will Doesn't match up with his infinite will So when we try to understand Why God does what he does Why he allows babies to go this Why is he allowing the war in Ukraine right now Why is he allowing uh, Little babies to be killed and murdered By you know the Russians that are coming through Why is God allowing all this chaos to go on We can't really answer that other than with this finite exception to it. There's evil in the world. There is chaos in the world. Life has that. It's life has a spirit of its own. It's life who, who, who it's already and I don't want to say predestined or predetermined because then when I start saying that, then a lot of people don't believe in predestination, predetermined. But there is a predestined date that you are supposed to leave this earth. Only God knows that date. So you can get prognosticators and all that, reading, all that stuff. It don't even matter. When God say it's time for you to go, it's time for you to go. The best thing that we can do is to be ready. How do we be ready? By allowing Jesus Christ to be our Lord and our Savior and letting him come into our heart and changing us from within, accepting him as your Lord and your Savior, Savior and professing it, living it, doing our very best to live a Christ-like existence. It's sad that this happened. This young man had a career going for him. My ultimate thing is, where is he spending eternity? And I pray that he knew the Lord. He knew Jesus. Because the one thing we know about death, it's absolutely final. I pray that 
his family. Um, I pray that the Holy Spirit is, is comforting his family right now. I pray that the Holy Spirit is comforting his wife right now. And if he had children, I pray that they're being comforted right now. And this one thing that I'm asking you to do that I've never asked you to do before while listening to this sick show is to pray for the Haskins family. All right. Can you do that for me? Can you do that for them? If all minds are clear, I'm done. Coming up next, the hashtag brother of baseball, Mr. Willie Ep Ting Jr. You don't want a missing breakdown baseball like none other. Make sure you come back Monday through Friday on the 11s and 5s and the 12s and 6s on the BGC Sports Network and BGC Sports Network. To the See